Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Cool. Love that for us. Love that that for for us. us. Ay, ay, ay. How's it going, boo-boo? Eh, it's probably more stressful than I'm letting myself think. Is it your glasses again? I can't do this. No, it's not my glasses. (laughs) I was just, I'm just looking around and then realizing all the things I need to do and I just actively avoid. I was like, wow, I have got a messy room. And then I'm actually leaving tomorrow with Allison to go be with her family for a couple days. And I know that means I need to clean this room today. So then I just got to roll Listen, I love you, it's, but you really you know, have a bad habit of scheduling trips, last minute trips right before I leave, that end right before I leave on a trip. Where are you going? Like, Connecticut for the baby shower. It's oh, right, been in there right, for right, months. Right, 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 right. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we have, it's, you're really good at that. I just got to say, you have <laughs> a talent. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> for making our schedule really complicated. Oopsies. I'm I thought that sorry. was my job with the baby. That's my uh, that's Look, my I'm task. taking advantage of it while it's like the last thing I have. And then when you have the baby, it'll be all you. How Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Throw a couple um, of wrenches every now and then. Yeah, you know. I to just be fair, keep the a... funeral I'm not blaming you for. That was not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was Uncle Alan's fault. The we, Bahamas uh, was maybe like, wait, what? But the Bahamas, I will take full responsibility. <laughs> that was a mistake. That was a fucking mistake. Um, no, I should just start leaving microphones just all across the nation and just wherever like, I go, actually. I'll have I'll be prepped so we can record wherever I am. Yeah, actually, that would be nice. Anyway. Uh, ask me why I drink before I ask why okay. you drink, Christine. Well, why do you drink, Em? I drink because I got in contact with Nemo's Dreamscapes. <gasps> I saw your post on Instagram. Oh, I wanted you to, I wanted to surprise you on here. I saw uh, that, but it said like red alert and all this business. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a red alert. Yeah. I, I asked them if they, if they wanted to work together in any capacity one day and i to be fair like there's like no actual solid plan but we have spoken to each other and it might happen if we can figure something connection out. So. has been made i do like that they were like uh what are you thinking i know <laughs> they were like yeah let's do it they were like what does that mean Which i don't like, i don't i don't know if it'll ever happen court. but look all i know is that they know who i am and honestly that's just like 
I'm already on Mount Everest. Yeah, so if whatever. you're like, what is that? Nemo's Dreamscapes is that thing Em's mentioned a couple times um, that they've also gotten me really into, which is like these, uh, how do you even, like ethereal, like kind of, how do you explain it? Like an audioscape? Sort it's of? like, yeah, it's like a, it's a soundscape. It's like an ambiance. It's an yeah, ambiance. But it's a whole YouTube channel where you can click through different videos and they're pretty much, they pretty much all have the same theme, but the, the way that they're titled is what really caught me in the beginning where it was <laughs> yeah. like, you're in a train car in the thirties and it's storming outside and you're in the middle of a dream. And it's like, whoa, and it's like you're reading page three of the newspaper as a trolley walks by to deliver yeah. food on the train. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but they're so, and it's like, my favorite is when they're like really old timey music. So it's like, it sounds like, um, a uh, phonograph like playing yeah. music in the background and there's like rain it's just like very soothing and i feel like when i write now i always play one and it just kind it's of... so it's so easy to it's like just a white noise but it's always such a clever white noise i was listening to one yesterday where it was like you're taking a snooze on the couch and there are crickets chirping outside because it's summer dusk and i'm like oh my god <laughs> i am <laughs> it's like you're right uh, uh but anyway i look at you making all these brand connections you're like tony's chocoloni so tony chocoloni was i think tony's the one that reached out you you had we just had our own conversation we were like oh like you reach out to people and i was like i don't think i do and then i was like maybe i actually do it more than i, I had aware. no idea i feel like we have such different approaches sometimes to social media and it we don't know it about each other or even about ourselves maybe because like we just don't think about it but like i found out like because we did an interview and this person was like oh yeah em i found out you reached out to me like a year ago and i was like Wow, I'm just like reaches out to people via DM and I just don't ever think to do that. It's kind well, of smart. The worst part is I did not remember reaching out until they responded a year later and then I went, whoa, LOL. this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have an actual like interview schedule. So it's like you have an actual business relationship I know that now. We ended up being on their show and then I was like, well, I guess it worked. I guess I manifested it. But also, wow, I wish it didn't take a year for a response. But anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's I never no think fault, to but... do that. I feel like I'm just not proactive in that way. Like if I enjoy something, I'll just like let it sit. I will say it has not been super successful. I've gotten I Tony reached out to me, I think, B Big T, as I call him now. Uh, and <laughs> that worked out super well. But I've like reached out to like Pendleton Blankets. They basically were like, no, thank you. And well, see, part <laughs> of the problem that I've noticed with these social media things is that if you already give them a lot of credit, there's mm -hmm. like not as much incentive for them to like. I know. Participate. But with Tony, clearly that wasn't an issue for them. Well, but. <laughs> I also, I don't understand. Like, I just don't know anything about, like, social media and, like, you know, making, a, like, partnering with anyone. Because it's like, why wouldn't you want to bring someone on that already clearly actually genuinely loves your product? Like, at least Tony, they knew I loved Tony's Chocolomi. Maybe but, like, it's like, sorry, I keep shit every time the camera moves to me, I'm in a different position because, like, my back is just in so much pain. It's a fun little tour, the slowest tour on earth. <laughs> Here's my wallpaper. Doing. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> shifting. Soon you're going to see the janky air conditioner in the corner. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's, like... Because the only people I've ever worked with brand-wise, like, it's basically just Discovery Plus now. But it's because they emailed me, like, through Instagram. Mm. They just, like, hit contact. Nobody, 
I think Tony's the only person who's ever like actively reached out to me, to be clear. I, I like I I've reached out to Starbucks. I was like, hey, Lennon Fogg was cooking. Okay, and that's then they, a, okay, that's a big and reach. They though. were Starbucks like we're a, big a reach. we're a multi million dollar company. We don't need you. So you know I'm, I'm but pretty I, sure they're like a billion dollar company, not a multi million dollar. The point company. is I tried, but like uh yeah, we've got Tony and that's all we need, I guess. Well, <laughs> Maybe Nemo's dreamscapes. I mean that's a that's a good one. I feel like they're very they're niche enough to be like a perfect fit. I don't know. I feel like um it's hard with these kind of reaching out to people. I'm looking up how much Starbucks is worth because I'm abused by it. Um and let me guess, I'm gonna say three billion. Thirty billion. So you're <laughs> a little bit off with your multi million dollar. Thirty billion? Um, it's Starbucks. It's like the biggest company in America, not really, but you know, close. <laughs> I I just didn't even like I just can't even process I can't even process that amount of money. Well, no. I mean, neither can I. But <laughs> how much is Jeff Bezos worth? Well, and why are you doing this? It's it's not a good, a fun game. It's a it's a bad, sad game. It's a sad game. Um, one hundred and ninety three billion dollars. Wow, he has. Wow, that's like what, like five Starbucks? That's insane. Five Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. so uh, I don't know what the point of this was anymore, but um, oh, I'm excited for you with Nemo's Dreamscapes. That's exciting. Oh yeah, thank you. And my my, I did get um, if you saw my unboxing, I got a box of free chocolate. So I mean, like that's what I'm worth. But I'm excited about it. So hey, that's a good Listen, time. I got three months of Discovery Plus, and now I just ah! pay for it. So like, I'm happy. <laughs> I know. I like as Tony Shakaloni came in with like they gave me like a package, like a like a care package, which was super nice. And Allison walked in the door with like actual bars that we purchased from the store in the same day. So Aww. it was. Like <laughs> You're like anyway. a full household brand name, yeah. We literally have like a hundred bars here. It's crazy, but I don't. It's like I'm trying to recreate Willy Wonka's factory. You're doing uh, a great job. Why do you drink, Christine? Besides oh. the fact that <laughs> Jeff Bezos is worth that much money. That's kind of now the new. I mean, it's always been the reason, but now it's kind of just added on. It's overshadowed everything else. Um, why do I drink? Um, well, um, I have gotten to a point where I'm really embittered toward this child because it is literally wedged wedged into my ribs and lungs to a point that like I can barely function. It hurts so much. Um. It's I have a hunch you're going to be bitter about this child for many, many, many years <laughs> for uh, different reasons. Yeah. I hope for- that that I hope there's a, at least a delay. Like, I don't want them to be a day old and me being like, ah, you know, but I'm a little bit over it. I don't like I know some people are like, I love being pregnant. It's so magical. And I'm like, it doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel <laughs> nice. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's not enjoyable most of the time. But, you know, here we are. Like, I think there's probably going to be spurts in between your bitterness. I think there's going to be like, oh, they have a bunch of fingers and toes. And then they're going to like poop on you. And then you'll be like, ah, not again. You know, I think it just keeps happening over and over. (laughs) That's your view of parenting. (laughs) For the rest of your life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I feel like if a baby pooping on you is the most embittered you'll be towards somebody like you're living the dream. I'm very interested to hear about your first story with them having, like, a blowout. I think that'll be pretty funny. Oh, I mean, I changed my sister's diaper from the day she was born till like, whenever she stopped wearing diapers. So it's going to be, like, nothing to me. I feel like I've changed so many freaking diapers in my life that it's not going to phase me. Blaze might be, like, thrown, but... Is there anything that you're more worried about? Like, something you just, like, feel completely unprepared for? 
Like something as small as like changing diapers. Is there anything that's like really daunting to you? I am I am scared of walking around with the baby like down the stairs and stuff. I just feel like they're Ooh. so fragile and small. I'm like scared of dropping them. You know, that's a good one. That's a good <laughs> but one. Just, but I feel like that's you know I just gotta be more careful than I usually am, which is not very careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. Anyway, uh, anyway, what, I don't know why I drink except that I'm in pain and it's hard to sleep. But you know, again, what I get part to sleep hurts? In, so. Like I, I know you ribs. said your ribs, but is it all always your ribs, or is it just like right now your ribs and later it'll be something else? Um, lately it's been the ribs for several days, so I think that's the new hot spot. Mm. It's like wow, that must be fun, fun experience. And I think eventually the baby's supposed to drop down to your pelvis before Ooh. you give birth. So that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so I'm waiting for that because apparently it means suddenly you can breathe a lot better, but it does mean oh. now they're on your bladder. So you have to pee a lot more, which I can't fathom since I already pee every five minutes. But oh, my gosh. Fun fact. Anyway, this is so boring. I'm sorry. But yeah, it oh. just doesn't feel great. And uh, otherwise, you know, uh, live in the dream. Blaze and I are touring the birthing place tonight. Hmm. Um, so that's I fun. They give you a little tour. I know. I booked a little tour and they're going to show us the rooms and stuff so I can mentally prepare for what to bring and what not to bring and all that good stuff. Wow. Did you just sneeze? Bless you. I coughed. And my oh. coughs sound like sneezes as I'm getting older. I never can tell, you know. <laughs> I can't either anymore. Sometimes people will be like, bless you. And I'll be like, oh, thank you. I Did, did I sneeze? Bless you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, and also with, with you. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Aww. Your turn. Anyway, anyway. Oh, here's... wait. One last thing that I keep meaning to bring up. Yesterday was Mooney's birthday, and I'm just so proud of him, and I love him so much. That's uh, that's all. Happy birthday, well, Moonshine. How, how long have you had Moonshine now? Um, We got him in November of last year. Whenever really? It's only been that long? Yeah, because we got him after Halloween. He was like a post-Halloween cat. I wanted a black cat. Hmm. Um, I thought it was longer than that, but that's so sweet. Nope, and he was three months old, so yeah. He was born in August, and he's a year old now, and I made a little post on Instagram about how he takes showers with me, washes watches a toilet flush, um, drowns all oh. his toys in his water bowl. Um, so sweet. He's just like a little, little. I don't know if he's well-adjusted, probably not. Um, but No one know. in your home is. No, certainly but. not. If they were, that'd be <laughs> concerning, but um, yeah, so that's all. Fun. Happy birthday, Moonshine. And does that mean in a couple months, Mr. Geo's having his little birthday? That's correct. The Scorpio. Ah, so It'll be sweet. right after the baby's born. So he'll be like, actually, remember, this is about me. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. I actually reign here. But thank you. It's nice that you stopped by. <laughs> it's been fun for you to have a few weeks to yourself. But my birthday's He's going to be six. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's going to be old. Six He's years old. He's a big boy. He's a big he will boy. Oh. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? 
We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink daylight saving time is starting up again it may feel like there are more hours in the day but if you're hiring it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner there's only one way to do that ZipRecruiter. right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com drink ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. Well, this uh, this story I want to tell you, by the way, has to do with potentially your baby because it's a creepy little child. Yes. So. Love creepy little children. Let's do uh, it. Also, it's a creepy little child we feel, we feel sad for. So there is that. Oh, no. There's that caveat. Okay. But this is the story of, and I'm saying it in the most horrid American accent, even though it's Italian, Azarina. So okay. the story That's a pretty name. Azarina. So Azarina is a spirit that happens to be in one of the most haunted castles, but she really like overtakes every story because I tried to do a whole my my whole topic was originally going to be the castle and everything you could oh, find in the castle. And she's the protagonist. Yeah, in every single article, it's like, oh yeah, 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 the castle's really, 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 really haunted with so many things. It's insane. But as arena, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, Queen Bee, we get yeah, it. Yeah, taking the stage. So I don't actually know in how many in other ways. I don't know in full detail how else this castle's haunted but azarita is alive and well over there so well sort of she's alternately alive and well (laughs) so it's one of italy's most famous castles and also one of the most haunted castles the castello di montebello um, which is now a museum in rimini i think i saw on one website i think they do wine tastings there i'm i'm not sure if that's accurate but i thought it was a fun fact for a town in italy oh at the castle you mean at the castle yeah oh fun okay it's a museum that i think i think does like has a wine bar or something there i'm very into Um, that yeah well i wanted to throw it in but then i couldn't find it anywhere else so but yeah you're right it's literally italy in my mind that everyone's just always carrying a glass of wine so correct my castle allegedly has a lot of other spirits and activity apparently there's lore about like elves and there's like even like a hidden treasure story. Um, I'm sure there's other ghosts involved, but again, Azarina came onto the scene and everyone was forgotten. So uh, (laughs) the history of Azarina starts in 1370 
when Gwendolina Malatesta was born. Sure, 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 sure. Gwendolina Malatesta. That's beautiful. Very look, more M Schultz. Okay. <laughs> M. Um, Schultz. <laughs> okay, I didn't so, really like put I didn't really wow, that really adds some perspective there, huh? One one has like music behind it. <laughs> and it's M. Um, Schultz. No, <laughs> and it's me. It's um me. so Gwendolina Malatesta was born in thirteen seventy. She was the uh child of the Lord and his lady, uh, of Montebello. So they lived in the castle. And she was their first kid. When she was born, though, she had albinism. So for people who don't know, that is when you don't have any pigment or like melanin production in your skin, hair and or eyes. Mm -hmm. And so you're incredibly pale and like your hair is white or maybe like a really light shade of blonde. Your Mm -hmm. eyes are sometimes a different color. But in the Middle Ages, albinism was in basically an omen of misfortune. Yeah, let me guess. Something terrible, just like being left handed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, it was a lot of people who who dealt with this were accused and murdered for witchcraft. Like, I mean, all this kind of stuff. So when Gwendolina was born, she especially because she was born to someone in power, they were afraid that either she was going to get attacked or people were going to be worried about their 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 community and being in danger and so they decided that they were going to keep her as a secret fun no 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 this never ends well and they were going to protect her from the angry townspeople so again they named her gwendolina because this was the italian version of gwendolyn which apparently in gaelic means fair so at least they described her well but also if they're trying to be discreet like that's like (laughs) it's like your baby's name is fair and also is so fair you won't show her to the world so your baby that doesn't exist (laughs) yeah exactly uh and so uh, by the way her name might also be adelina or nicknamed deline um apparently there was a priest around the year 1600 who is the one who really pushed this story of Azarina, but used a different name in it. And so we don't know which name is actually the true one and which, and if the other one was inspired or something, but Azarina is the name that she's known by, but some stories. So, wait, so Gwendolina is Azarina? Gwendolina becomes Azarina. Yeah. Oh. I just haven't, I just haven't gotten there yet. Sorry. This note probably came too early, but Gwendolina becomes Azarina, but they also refer to her in some other versions is Adelina. It's a bunch of names you that could either be true or not true, but the one that we care about is Azarina. Okay. And she be, she becomes named Azarina because so she never left the house, but while she was inside, she picked up like so many insane awesome skills. Uh, where like she was super intelligent for her age she could play instruments without actually like being taught how to like read music Um, she was a seamstress a really well a really good seamstress she taught herself all about like herbs and plants and how to like create medicines and dyes out of them apparently she hummed in french which how do you do that actually you- yeah i do that too i can do that um, <laughs> i hum in klingon which is crazy but um <laughs> wait you want to hear it oh are you serious yeah okay first for a second i was like am i an asshole for like making the klingon joke like can you someone actually hum in french yes i okay. just played it for you right you're right you're right for i can also yes. sew really well 
Oh, I don't believe you. Um, I've seen you take curtains and nail them directly to the wall. So (laughs) I've seen what you do with fabric, and it's I know. (laughs) Don't make fun of fabrics and cloth like that. Um, (laughs) So sorry. So, like, fun fact: when I say all these things that like she learned how to like make dyes out of plants and shit, she was like still a child. Like she was still a little kid. And so when her parents realized how incredible she was they felt bad that she they were like holding her hostage in this yeah. castle and they were like okay let's give her a disguise and that way she can go out into the world oh, and like boy. be awesome so they used uh this uh, apparently it's called a guada plant okay and it they thought okay we can at least dye her hair black and then people will just think she's super pale but like her hair will be black and fun fact this plant is what they uh, I don't know if they still use it, but more recently it was used for the color of jeans for denim. Oh, interesting. So apparently with her hair, I don't know if it was because of the albinism or it was just for some other reason, the plant and the dye itself didn't work against her hair. Okay. And like it like chemically wouldn't stay in and mm. become jet black. And so since it is also used for denim, you can guess where this is going. Her hair ended up accidentally being blue. Oh, I was like, I cannot guess where this is. Her going hair becomes jeans. <laughs> I was like, she, she's the inventor of jeans. I don't know. She's the original Wrangler. Um, <laughs> so, and there was apparently no way to get the dye out, so she was just left at, at the moment for blue hair. And so she ends up getting the nickname Azarina, which means the little oh, blue one. Oh, I see. Okay, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. get it. Nickname. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. It. Makes Sorry, sense. Sorry. I that one uh bullet came a little too early but um so even though the main story is that regardless whether or not her name was adelina or gwendolina it ends up she ends up being known as azarina because of her blue hair but then there's a whole other uh skepticism behind this because apparently even with that plant at the time the the items that she could have used to make dye for her hair couldn't have gotten her hair all the way to blue. It would have been like at best green. So there's a whole theory of like, oh, this story can't be true because there's no way this girl had blue hair. And thus there would have been no way her name was Azarina. You don't, they don't know that. Maybe her hair just had a certain, because of the pigmentation issue, maybe the green turned blue. Who knows? And maybe it was, yeah. Or maybe it was teal and we went with the green side, yeah, not the blue and they side. Were like, yeah, I mean, come on. Anyway, just giving you the facts. That seems my like friend. a really nitpicky, like, criti- like skepticism. Like that's what you're I gonna know. cling on to. Cling on to. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm in that. Um, <laughs> I should have. I should have that. Sorry, <laughs> I would have understood. Nobody else would have though. <laughs> yeah, and again, like maybe it was because the her her hair works differently. Maybe there's like chemically it just you know, reacted differently, or maybe she was like a five year old genius who was so good at plant dyes she created blue and nobody maybe. else could. Like, who knows? But so now to, I guess, really protect her, because now she's stuck out like a sore thumb even more, a quote, uh, she, they, like, locked her away or made sure she stayed in the closet, in the closet, LOL, in the castle. Wow. What a a twist. That was Freudian. Yikes. Um, So... Uh, they were they decided that they were going to keep her locked in the castle as before but now they're even giving her guards in case like anyone <laughs> sees her from a window or something i don't know oh my gosh poor child so yeah she's like now extra protected by two guards fun fact their names were dominico and ruggiero 
Aw. And so she's just a little kid with blue hair walking around the castle. She's got two guards. So far, it sounds like the life. Like, it sounds like... She's got, like, bodyguards. Eloise at the plaza at that point, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, make it punk with her blue hair. I love it. So then June 21st, 1375, the summer solstice. I don't know if this part's true. I only saw this on one source, and I don't know if someone's trying to, like, make this story have more flowery fluff to it. Or maybe this is legitimate and no other site seemed to cover this. But on the summer solstice, apparently... Her parents would tell her, oh, this is the day where fairies come to visit good kids and you can, like, ask them to grant you a wish. Uh, so I guess she was, like, waiting around all day for the, the fairy to stop by, you know, um, from being in the closet uh, that I just mentioned. So Yeah, right. Oh, the fairies, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, haha, gay joke. Okay, so, so I don't know if that part has anything. T- I didn't see that anywhere else about the fairies. I okay. just thought, oh, that's cute. But I don't know if that's legitimate or not. Well, maybe they just took it kind of like, um, oh, that is like a tradition back then. Like, I'm assuming, like, people are maybe they're assuming that that's what happened since that was like a tradition or something. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But I I threw it in because if it's... I like it. If it's a an actual part to the story, I wanted to keep it in. But so Azarina was sitting uh, by the window all day, listening to people outside partying because it was the summer solstice, Aww. allegedly waiting for the fairy to arrive. And she was playing with uh, a ball. She was bouncing a ball. Oh, no. She did not jump out the window. I okay. know what, the, I know what <laughs> oh that sounds God. like. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't tell me. Okay. No, right. she's just playing with a ball. But you know what's, we, again, another, a random source that I, I didn't see this anywhere else, but some people said that she was playing with a ball that she made out of rags, like, which is so sad. Like, <laughs> she like just had like a musical, like an aunt, orphan <laughs> Annie situation. Like a little cloth tumbleweed, basically. Yeah. You I don't... think that like being in a castle and being like the child of royalty, that like, at least they'd give you a ball to play with. Like, uh, yeah, they should at least feel guilty enough to give you a, a legitimate toy. But they somewhere it said, like, uh, made of rags that she, like, as a, a professional seamstress at five, she had made the rags herself into a, a ball. Oh, they were, pro- okay, then, it, good point. They were probably, like, a professional, ba- they were probably, like, a real volleyball, and she had just, like, sewed them together to look. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. actually probably, like, uh, like, a volleyball, but she just, like, made a bunch of doilies to cover it or something. <laughs> it's just a lace volleyball. Uh, <laughs> she created it herself. So I don't think it was a a rag ball because it the all the stories keep saying like the ball was bouncing around and I'm pretty sure rags don't bounce. That seems like not the kind of fabric I know of, but again, I'm no professional seamstress, so maybe it's like a, a latex rag. I'm not sure. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. We could get crazy with it. And you know, 1375, we were just riddled with latex it was rag. Just balls. like rubber, yeah, all sorts yeah. of fun experiments. So. uh Anyway, if it were a story about the a ball made of rags, the story goes that the wind picked up the ball of rags, but in every other story it went, the ball she was bouncing bounced away from her. So okay. you take your pick at which version you'd she like to run it. with. And so anyway, she ran after it down the hall, and I guess the ball bounced somewhere near the basement because uh, her two guards, uh, Domenico and Ruggiero, heard a scream <gasps> near the ladder going down towards the basement. Uh, and oh. so they run to go check on her. 
but she was never seen again. You tricked me. You made it sound like nothing bad was going to happen out of this fight. I said game. she wasn't going to jump out of a window. Yeah, you That's really what I said. used specific words there. Semantics. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Semantics. Okay, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, just yeah, bullied yeah, yeah, me yeah. with semantics. I, yeah, I... Okay, yep. Here I am, professional <laughs> gaslighter. Just, just <laughs> throwing you for a loop. Professional okay. gaslighter. I like how she's like a seamstress and all this stuff, and we're just fucking professional gaslighters and semantics complainers. She made a rag ball bounce. You tell me she's not a professional, okay? Either <laughs> bounce she could, or float. So like something like really that it shouldn't be doing. <laughs> she could, and she hummed in French the whole time. Okay, so. Anyway, so, yeah, they heard a scream and she really was never found again. So the guards looked for her. The family looked for her. They looked not only all around the castle, but apparently in, like, the little tunnels of the castle. And in a sick twist of false hope, which I guess is what you would call me telling the story. um, (laughs) In a sick twist of false hope, one of the guards, while looking for her, heard her voice shout out, uh, like, Papa, I'm here. My my ball. Like. What? Papa, I'm here, my ball, dot, dot, dot. Wait, why Why is that a sick twist of hope? Because even though he heard her voice, she was not there. <gasps> so eventually, Azarina's guards were put to death for negligence. For Their whole <gasps> job was to watch the not kill. Not Rogerio. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and theories to what actually happened to her are that the first one, she was actually a witch and vanished. Oh, okay. for God's sake. Okay. Uh, let's see. The others was that she could have actually legitimately fled the castle by herself at five and nobody noticed the like blue haired, super pale kid that represents bad luck. And she just like made out like a bandit or they did see her and they did something and hurt her and oh, no one sure. ever found her again. The other one is that she was kidnapped by someone who found out about her when she went down to the basement. <laughs> And another is that her father set her up for a murder because she was a setback to his reputation and career. No. So uh, any of those are plausible. I'm sure there's other, you know, things that could have happened too. But she today, to this day, is said to haunt the castle. And she's heard laughing or crying in the halls. And apparently people have seen flashes of blue. People have seen an apparition of her holding a ball. No one has made clear if it's um, made of cloth or not. (laughs) That's all I want to know. It's all I want. And others have heard her running around or again calling for her dad. So she just so she just vanished. She's not like she was found dead at the bottom of the stairs or something. Nope. And I wonder if I, I wonder if they couldn't like call the police or something and say like we lost our kid because they didn't even like know that the kid was born. And were there police? I mean, this is thirteen something. I don't know. Some a night they didn't call a night. Well, I'm assuming that the search party probably had all sorts of, you know, rather intelligent or high up people. I guess I, they didn't. They nobody found her. Is where Sad. we end up. So. But yeah, so that's how she haunts the castle to this day. People see her apparition. They hear running, crying. Poor baby. Uh, laughing, uh, her calling for her dad. I th- I'm sure they've also heard a ball bouncing around or floating in the wind. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the main legend, though, is that every five years on the summer solstice, <gasps> which is the day she died, um, she will appear. And so... <gasps> 
that it specifically means every five years when a year ends on zero or five, which is so nice for people that like probably have some like version of OCD. Can you imagine if it was like every five years, but it starts on every year that ends on a two or a seven? Like, it yeah, it's like would a be so wild. like an odd number. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's because either because she died when she was five or because the year she died was 1375. I don't know. I don't know why, but every five years, if the year ends on a zero or five, the uh, the sum <gasps> she appears on the summer solstice. Maybe she's like replaying her life of being up until five oh. every year, and then on, <gasps> when she dies, like she's it's like her death day again. She's literally on a lifetime loop cycle. <gasps> oh my god! Wow. I don't know. Oh my god! Wow. Listen, okay, that's know. actually like I don't know if it's a solid up. theory, but it's I mean. There's there's no way it's more or less right than get, what other people are thinking. It might be carried away by the wind, but for now, we'll take it. <laughs> so uh, since it, she only shows up on years that it was zero or five, when the castle itself became a museum in 1990, ever since then, 90, 1990, 95, 2000, 2005, 2010, there has been investigators there looking <gasps> for her on the summer solstice. Wow. Especially the University of... It's spelled like baloney. Is it baloney? Bologna. Or bologna. Okay. Uh, thank you. Bologna. <laughs> <Is it spelled? laughs> I, I knew it was wrong. Uh, especially the University of Bologna, who they have, since 1990, they have come every five years to investigate. Wow. So in 1990, the investigation team caught audio of potential crying, of poten- <gasps> a little girl Aww. potentially crying. Which apparently they, like, people know now is, like, the sound. You can hear the sound, like, the recording itself um, if you go on a tour there. (gasps) Like, they, I guess, you know, they already had it recorded. And so the university left it with the castle. And so now if you go on tours, they will show you that audio. Wow. In 1995, they also got, they came back and got audio of bells, a toy ball bouncing. So that Uh confirms one theory. Might answer the question. A girl's voice saying, Mom... Which I'm Aww. confused by because, like, in the 13th and like 14th century Italian, would you say mom or no, would you say like? And I don't think you would even say mama. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine it'd be like mama or something. Yeah, and then in 2000, apparently, like in real time, they heard a little girl crying, but I don't know if they got audio for it. In 2005, they heard a voice that said the name Alasio. Okay. Okay. And then. Very oddly, here's a quote because it just sounds so out of character for the story. They also heard in 2005, quote, a chorus of voices chanting Belial, which is the old Hebrew word for the devil. Uh oh. So that can't be good. A bunch of voices just chant, chant, like chanting the devil's name is what they got. Hmm. Out of nowhere, like we were all wondering, like, this seems like the nicest version of a ghost possible where it's like, Oh, just playing with her ball. She's got blue hair. Cool little kid. And now it's just like the devil, the devil, you know? And also there's like ancient rituals. Yeah. What? Yep. So anyway, that's what they got in 2005. Uh, in 2010, I don't think they, if they got something, I don't know about it. But other people have also investigated outside of just the the University of Bologna. There's a team literally called Ghost Hunters Rome. 
I love that. And they have, so on their team is someone named Danielle Cipriani, who is, in my mind, Italian Bagel Bites. Um, <laughs> yes. Bagel Bites with Italian seasoning. And then we've got... <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Alessio, Alfredo, and Walter, because there's always got to be a Walter. Walter. Why is there always a Walt? <laughs> and when they investigated, this is translated from Google, so wish me luck. But... This Wish is... me luck, actually. <laughs> I did. I went through it and, and like, paraphrased. So I'm not reading the actual things. But according to Google Translate, these are the, the things that happened to them. So they, when they first got into the castle, they set up eight different cameras in the most active rooms, including the room where Azarina vanished, or where they think she vanished, somewhere near the basement. And when checking out the room, the door in the basement had higher electromagnetic levels than the rest of the castle, and it began to vibrate when they got near them, or when Ooh. they got near the door. And they used an EMF detector, the one with the lights that go from mm-hmm. green to red based on intensity. They asked the spirit to turn off the lights on the machine because I guess it was all the way to red. And they watched the machine go down all the way tick, to green. Tick, tick, tick. Yep. Uh, so that was an intelligent response. Later that night, while they were all sitting with the monitors up in one room, just like looking at what the cameras were seeing, they heard a loud scream. And when they checked the monitors in one room, one of the cameras picked up that in Azarina's room where she vanished, one of the investigators in there like fell over and collapsed in the room (gasps) and was seemingly having a seizure. Oh, no. Um, When they came, when they ran over to him to see if he was okay, uh, one of them had an EMF detector in their hand and it was spiked as soon as she got in the room. And when he came to, he didn't know who people were for 15 minutes until he started behaving normally again. To be fair, this could have literally just been like a seizure or something. <laughs> like, a, like right. could have nothing to do with the castle. It could have just been like really awkward timing. Yeah. But that's like arguably the scariest thing I found about Azarina is that it happened in the room she vanished. Um, but it also does seem out of character because she seems to like not have ever caused issues like that before it yeah. could be one of the other ghosts that never even got a chance to be mentioned because as yeah, it, it seems like there's other shit going on too yeah yeah i mean the, the castle's been around like at least since the 1300s i think i saw on one website it's been around since the fourth century so cool, like cool 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 I'm pretty sure there's other ghosts there and maybe they're like hey if you want to really ghost hunt like i'm here you know like yeah yeah <laughs> So who knows? Or it could have really been a medical emergency. So uh, fun fact, in 2020, there was a horror movie about Azarina that came out and it was shot in the castle itself. And weird things happened during filming, including the director getting it, including the director getting an unknown illness or it could have been COVID. We don't know. An unknown Uh, illness in 2020. That's nothing to mess around with. (laughs) And apparently an actor got injured in a weird way, but. Anyway, it was there is a movie filmed about Azarina that was filmed in the castle. How wild is that though? Like that, as the little girl, you died in thirteen something, and then like every five years, you're just replaying, replaying, and then like eventually in twenty twenty of all, like so much later, they're like filming a video about or a movie uh, yeah. about you. You probably don't even can't grasp what's going on. That just is such a wild thought. It's I yeah, don't know. <laughs> suspension yeah. of time. I don't know. I wonder how. I wonder as a ghost who's been around since the 1300s, if you see someone come in from 2020, are you like, oh, you look like how like what? How do you gauge how much time has passed? Yeah, as a ghost? And like, do you or do you just think you're still living the same time? I guess like, I mean, I guess it depends. Because remember, what was that? It was the, the hotel in 
in Fort Worth where like half the ghosts knew what year it was and half of them thought it was still like the 40s or something. Oh my God. Like some of them knew it was 2020 and some of them thought like Eisenhower was president or something. It was weird. Uh, fun fact, uh, and I'm going to leave on this, is that the castle's mascot is an albino peacock. Oh, that's fun. fun. It's a nice little tie into Azarina. But like, it is. Like albinism and also the blue of the peacock. So. Oh, wait, that's anyway, so true. I didn't even think of that. I wonder if the peacock's name is Azarina. But that's kind of cute. Anyway, if you ever wanted to go check it out, it is the Castello di Montebello. I really so, like that story, Em. Yeah, and that's it's the story different. of Azarina. Azarina, I, ex- poor thing. I expected the story to be longer and have like more ghost information, but she really just stole the show. So, I mean, it sounds go. like that's what she's good at. That's what she's best at. Like, leave her be. She she was alive for five years and like <laughs> she- had no friends. And like the fairy never showed, by the way. So- Honestly, all she wanted was to wait for that fairy play with her homemade ball of rags. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Aww. dye her hair with all of the herbal science she's been learning you know like, i love that they're like let's dye her hair and they're like oh shit now it's blue <laughs> like i just know. can't get it's it like, right you got what you wanted kind of like <laughs> she baby. definitely looks different <laughs> oh, anyway there you have wow. it what a sad and interesting story um so has bagel bites ever gone there probably not right i didn't see anything Sounds I don't like know. The University of Bologna has like a hold on this place. They were like, "We've got ghost hunters Rome, and that's all we need." Yeah, GHR <laughs> is here. You don't need to step in. Thank you, though. They, uh, yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about it. But then again, if it's just like one alle- allegedly one after like centuries, allegedly one ghost who is allegedly kind, it's almost like he would just not even be interested in going. So. <laughs> it was allegedly kind. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was good, Em. I liked it. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper 
and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I just found out about this. I know I literally just talked up Tony's this whole time, but I just found this chocolate this chocolate store that I really wanted to try, but I guess during COVID it like shut down. <gasps> no, uh, which one? Did it shut down? I saw. Oh, What's I clicked on the website and it says we'll be back soon. Mm-mm. No, I don't know if you will. It's called <laughs> Nom Nom Chocolate. Oh, I've never. But heard there is from the UK. I just it was like an, they did a Vice video about the company it was like an 18 year old kid who like i guess really liked willy wonka or something (laughs) and the website the about said made with milk magic and mischief at the abandoned chocolate factory excuse me that's very cool all of the flavors were like insane and they smelled i don't know how he did it but he he made the chocolate smell like old books so it's like that that smell that everyone really loves you you crack open a an old yeah, wow. apparently the, the chocolate smelled like that on purpose, but it's then all the dusty. flavors <laughs> just trash. It no. has mildew and dust all over it. Uh, anyway, I wanted to try it out, and it looks like it is not around So was it like anymore. a website you would have ordered from, or is it like in yeah. California? Oh. No, it's from the UK. Got you. But anyway, Sad. I was just, I was checking my Facebook memories, and apparently I had posted that video. So I went to go. <laughs> Your Facebook is so funny. I like rarely go on Facebook. Whenever I do, it's just like M's memes all on my timeline. <laughs> well, I'm trying to combat all of my like QAnon family that still follow me. I feel like if I if I post like, hey, get a fucking vaccine, I'll at the very least piss them off. You're like, like a left wing boomer. You're like doing the boomer yeah. activities, but like. I'm doing what I need. The only way, the only way to get their attention is on Facebook. They don't have anything else, and so every time that I see that they post something like really horrid, I just counteract it. So at least our other family members are seeing both sides of a picture. That's fair. So that's a fair point. Anyway, because right. I, I saw making fun of you for that. No, I'm look. I'm trying to be a superhero. <laughs> do you mind? One of them, I, I did find out. I won't say who, but one of my uh, conspiracy theorists family members apparently their spouse trying to keep it as vague as possible their spouse called me oh is this in the episode no no this is like what just happened in my real life oh you're just keeping it vague for me i'm keeping it vague oh yeah i'm keeping it vague for the episode so nobody knows what i'm talking about well would this so this is in the episode sure yeah it's vague enough yeah oh okay well sure okay i didn't know this was part of the show all right sorry hi everybody one of the uh one of my family members is like so deep in that their spouse called me and said that like I've been seeing your Facebook posts and like I don't agree with them anymore. And I was like, hey, so Wait. I feel like I'm. Oh, definitely don't, I doing thought a they meant they don't agree with your posts anymore. They don't agree with their spouse anymore. Yeah, because they were also deep in the Kool Aid. So. And you're sharing memes somehow uh, pulled them yeah. out of QAnon? <laughs> it had them, I guess, do more actual legitimate research versus the do your own research you know what i mean lol lol anyway and then i told them to go listen to the q and on episodes when they're alone uh, of my podcast and they alone yeah when they're not near other people go go really learn about it through 
my podcast. That's how I said it to her. You're like so. a QAnon homewrecker. You're just like... <laughs> I'm trying. Look, if that's the way... If, if I'm going to be a homewrecker, it's... Superhero least indeed. To, it's nice to unbrainwash somebody in the process, so... I love anyway. it. Well, Emothy, I have a story. It feels like it fits your theme... Your theme, not your theme, but like... It's about two sisters. It's, so... It's, okay. Their names are Alexandria and Anastasia. So, like, I feel like it sort of fits. An Azarina. As an Azarina, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know? It's kind of like the song in the beginning of The Little Mermaid when all of Ariel's sisters are singing about themselves and they all sing their name. Like, Ariel has six older sisters and they all start with an A and they're all just going down the line singing their own name. It could be like Anastasia, Alexandria, Azarina, and Ariel. Oh, I totally thought you were literally going to say it's like the song Gasolina. I don't know. That's where my head went. And I couldn't pull myself out in time to, to think about The Little Mermaid. So I apologize. Apparently, no, you're okay. My references are from 2005 and yours are from Mine like, are the from 90s. 89. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, Azarina. This is the story of the Maui Yoga Twin case. Okay. It's a lot of words, but they'll make sense eventually. Maui, like in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. yoga twin Mm -hmm. case. Okay. I don't know what to do with any of those words yet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It feels like it could go a lot of directions, so I'm going to keep it... uh, I'm just going to let you do your job, and I'm going to sit back and do my job and just... Just embrace the story. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. So are you oh no wait, are you prepared later to tell us the size of your baby? Yes, or, absolutely. Okay, okay. Am I prepared? I listen, my apps are at the ready always, don't worry. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, so May 29th, 2016, 37 year old twins, Alexandria and Anastasia Duval, plummeted off a two hundred foot cliff in Maui, Hawaii, while in Whoa. their SUV. Is that Whoa. what you expected to happen? Uh, no, and even if I did, it was not going to be that immediate. It was not like I thought I had like a little Surprise! bit of time to banter <laughs> before it got really sad. Okay. We'll, well have some bantering. Don't worry. Um, miraculously, Alexandria, who was driving, survived the crash, but her sister Anastasia died upon impact. Ugh. And apparently there's an, a show on Oxygen called Accident, Suicide, or Murder. Which is exactly what it says in the title. And they try to figure out if it was an accident, suicide, or murder on the show. Oh, hey, that's, you know, straightforward. I appreciate it. You know, you know what? At a certain point. <laughs> someone who was pitching that show who said, like, this is the title of it. You didn't even have to do the rest of the pitch. They, they were probably just saying this is the working title. And they were like, we don't need to come up with anything different. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we'll just yeah, call yeah, it yeah. that. So at the time, Alexandria was charged with second-degree murder of her sister. Whoa. I know. It's intense. But some had speculated that there was no way Alexandria could have expected to survive the wreck, which also makes sense if you're plummeting off a 200-foot cliff. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know if this was intended to be a double suicide or just an accident. So Alexandria and Anastasia Duval were born in 1978 in Utica, New York. Shout out Mm -hmm. to the office. Um, But their names were (laughs) Allison and Anne. So... 
they change their names later. It's like your Azuria thing again, or whatever her name is. So that's now we've got five sisters that start with an A. We just need one more, and then Ariel, yeah. and then we'll yeah. have all seven daughters of Triton. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you get I, it. I've watched that movie maybe once as a child or a few times, and I just don't remember any of it. So what a shame. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Okay, <clears throat> they were born as Allison and Anne. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. D a d o w Dadow, I assume. D-A-D-O-W. Yeah, Dado. Dado. So Anne was born 42 minutes older than Allison. And growing up, the twins had always been super close, not only because of like the twin cliche, but because their mother died suddenly in 1983 when they were five years old. There's another parallel to your story. Five years old. Yeah. And the pain and grief of this brought them even closer. According to an article by Loretta Pulaski on Inquisitor, their father, a doctor, indulged his twins and older daughter, Amy. Oh, there's the other sister. Amy. Holy crap. <laughs> You're kidding me. They all started. Now, our seventh little sister, we're presenting her to you. And what? it's okay. Ariel. Well, well, I wasn't expecting that. Somehow I wasn't. You prepared. really weren't expecting me to sing a version of Little Mermaid After at some all point? that, I somehow hadn't mentally prepared myself for you to actually <laughs> sing it, which, wow. Okay. That's, again, not. <sighs> That's not on me. <laughs> That's not on you. That's on me, and I fully take responsibility. So anyway, they have an older sister named Amy, who just like never really shows up much anymore. So she's just kind of that sister, okay. Uh, which is probably for the best for her. But so the father, their father, a doctor, Triton, he, Triton, <laughs> you know, Doctor Triton, uh, indulged his twins uh, and older older daughter Amy as they grew up in Hartford, New York. As high schoolers, they were given thousands of spending dollars, like thousands of dollars of spending money. Um, And they wore designer clothes, including Chanel and Armani. Meanwhile, I remember saving up for a pair of Converse that I bought out of a magazine, like a catalog, (laughs) I mean. (laughs) I did that with a, um, it's not clothing, but you know how everyone at the time, and by the way, still should be, but no one is, obsessed with um, blow-up furniture. Like, I... (laughs) God, I yes. fucking loved blow up furniture. I don't know why people stopped using that because it doesn't work. Um, it worked fine for me. And the the one that I got had like like a it was fuzzy, so it was fuzzy blow up furniture. What? I've never it heard was of such a thing. The best. It came with a little hassock. Oh my god, it was so nice. That was what the kind thing of that furniture was it? Inflatable. No, but like what piece of furniture? It was like a like a chair, like beanbag sized chair with a little foot thing. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm picturing, I don't know, I feel like those little sofas never, like, stood the test of time. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Fuzzy, inflatable I'm pretty sure I've seen chair. it at your house. In Maybe? Virginia. I, don't... I saw something inflatable at your house once, but I guess that could have been a lot of things. <laughs> it could have been many things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it is. It's it's too old. I don't even know if there would be a picture on the internet <laughs> at this point of it. Well, did you buy it out of a catalog? Because... Uh, we bought it out of a PB team, my friend. Yeah, I think Shut so. Shut up. Maybe I'm that's why. Sure. Maybe mine were all just really dollar store trashy ones. That's why they didn't last. But PB teen was expensive. Oh, my God. PB teen, I, every time a catalog came to the house, I lost my mind for PB I did, too. I, I remember I got a quilt once from PB teen, and, like, we still have it. Um, and it was, like, the hugest splurge ever. Because that shit's expensive, that PB teen. Even now, it still exists, and I sometimes buy shit from it. I um, still have, uh, when I go home, the, the bedspread I use is the one I got from PBT, and I refuse to get rid of it. It's it was really like, nice stuff. So cool looking. But it's expensive. <laughs> um, anyway, cattle, I, I read recently that like our age is like, it's a really narrow window of 
people who of adults who remember who grew up using the internet but remember a time before the internet which is like a very specific window because yeah. we grew up using it and we've we adapted to it like as it grew but then we also remembered when we c- couldn't depend on the internet and like oh, had to absolutely. buy things from catalogs and shit I remember, so it's a cool like I remember when I was 10 I had to go I mean the internet was like I'm not saying the internet wasn't there but like not everyone had a computer in their house like mm-hmm. there wasn't like if you used the internet it was at a library maybe if your library had internet yet or your school and everyone had there was like a computer in the mm-hmm. school that had that had internet so like every single person in the school who wanted to do their homework or had a project had to share or like check out time like slots for the computer yep. and i remember i had to do a project about tractors and we didn't <laughs> we didn't have the internet to use and so my dad just took me to lowe's oh my god <laughs> It's just that's how you learn. I don't it's know. Better I than just, going to the library to read books, you actually get to go to Lowe's and look at tractors. I think he knew he was like, you are not going to go to the library and actually genuinely read and retain information about tractors. So let's just <laughs> go look at a tractor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so anyway, fun fact about our age is that we are the only ones to grow up using the internet, but remember a time before the internet, and that's never going to happen again because yeah, people a weird little niche. Yep. Good for us. Okay. So good for us. Anyway, they had Chanel, Armani, etc. I had one pair of Vans that I was really proud of <laughs> and a quilt from 2018. <laughs> oh, that's uh, where we were. Oh, yeah, yep. that's where we were. Uh, a former schoolmate remembers they'd wear gold and carry $800 wallets. Wow. 800? So wait, the thing that you're using to hold your money costs yeah, that much man. money. And Ooh, it was probably I, Chanel or some shit. Meanwhile, in high school, we another craze that I hopefully never comes back. Duct and tape we were, wallets. I had a duct tape wallet. I knew. Yeah. I did too. Um, I had a Daniel Radcliffe duct tape wallet. Oh, I was that that kid. There was always one kid at school who made and sold duct yes. tape wallets for other people. I made all, all the duct My tape wallets. My friend Minji made them and she made me a, Harry, a Daniel Radcliffe one. Loved it. Look. It's a, it was a good it was a good business. A good it was side a, gig. <laughs> a short-lived gig, but wow, like that was a way to make some What some a extra weird cash. talent that you have. Um, <laughs> it's better than a rag ball, okay? It's at least more useful. <laughs> no offense to Azuria. Azuria? Azaria. 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 Uh, no, Azarina. Azarina. None of the Jeez. things I said, fantastic. <laughs> um, so at high school, others remember that they mostly kept to themselves. All their aspirations were intertwined because they were that close. They both originally wanted to become neurosurgeons. Oh. Then both of them were on the cheerleading squad. Both joined the Navy JROTC. And in the, their downtime, they'd attend parties together, smoke cigarettes and pot and drink a lot. Okay. So. As one former schoolmate recalled to the Daily Mail, while others partied at the weekend, they pretty much carried it on all week. Those were the days when everyone drank Zima, which oh. uh, I've looked this up once before. Do you know what Zima is? Mm-mm. It's like the early example of like a, a, a wine cooler. Like, um, Oh, okay. It had like 4.7 to 5.4% alcohol. It was a 90s drink. It was an alternate, like an alternative to beer. Okay. That would be marketed toward like young teens partying. <laughs> did, what did we had we had like fruit coolers, like fruit. Smirnoff Ice, and like the shit. Mike's like that. Hard, Mike's or something. Hard, exactly. And they had uh, Zima. So okay. When the twins graduated from uh, high school in 1996, the whole family packed up and moved to Florida, where they went to college. So I guess that's a tight knit family. 
Um, <laughs> once graduating, Anne and Allison moved to Palm Beach, and they launched a yoga studio in Palm Beach Gardens called Twin Power Yoga. Oh, fun. Fun. Uh, according to Daily Mail, they had a philosophy, and they called it Yoga Life. Okay. <laughs> and Anne told the Boca Raton... Boca Raton? Is that how you say that? Boca Raton. I, I think it... I'm pretty sure it can be used interchangeably, because I've heard... I say Boca Raton and Boca Raton. Okay. So... I'll just say Boca. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. In downtown uh, West Palm Beach, blah, blah, blah. So they told the Boca Observer that clients declare goals both spiritually and physically uh, when they come in to be clients at the yoga studio. And they then help these clients make up their own affirmative mantra based on their spiritual goals. Okay. Seems like a lot of words that don't totally makes sense but you know whatever okay yeah, yeah um yeah. it started off as a huge hit uh so much so that they opened a second location in downtown uh downtown west palm beach three years later cool. and then had plans to open a third studio in boca soon after that wow they were the talk of the town they drove matching porsches so they were like that pair of folks and the, they they were sisters but also identical twins and drove matching luxury cars like it was just a whole they were like fresh thing. out of a movie like yes it... yes they were characters exactly uh -huh. exactly yeah. and interestingly that you say that there they had a spiritual advisor <laughs> don't worry about it named leslie mcmichael okay and their spiritual advisor uh described allison as the twin with the big dominant personality and Anne as the sweetest, kindest, most level-headed person you could ever meet. And Anne wow. becomes Anastasia later, and Allison becomes Alexandria. Just Sure. So some people did not like them in that sort of way, because a local tabloid called Gossip Extra called them the terrible twins of yoga. So they were kind of, they were characters, but like they were mm, not necessarily the most popular. They <laughs> They were, like, notorious in some circles, I guess. Gotcha. Um, so Oxygen reports that in Palm Beach, the twins were observed fighting violently at times, uh, including in the car while one of them was driving. Oh, my God. One of Anastasia's ex-boyfriends, Keith Weiss, remembers uh, that Alexandria would often tag along on Anastasia's dates. And there was a lot of jealousy between the two sisters. Jeez, that sounds like that um, My Strange Addiction episode where they the twins were addicted to each other and like <gasps> would go yeah. on dates together and like measure out their food so they'd look exactly the same and all that. Oh, God. I don't even know if I saw that. If I did, it was, it was pretty wild. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Anyways. But yeah, so they had a lot of jealousy between them and a lot of infighting. Keith was a chef from Florida who dated Anastasia for about six months. And during that six months, he got a glimpse into their relationship and told People Magazine later, I once got a call from Anne saying, get over here now. I'm going to kill her, Weiss recalled. <gasps> she actually oh started hitting Allison with the phone. I heard it. Thump, thump, thump. They were both screaming at each other. I get to their apartment and there's broken glass everywhere from wine bottles and shattered glasses. There was blood every everywhere and the bedroom door was falling off its hinges. Holy both shit. Both of them were sitting on the couch when I walked in and they were like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> that sounds like such a like a like a classic trope of a toxic family of like you just walk oh, in like into the percent. aftermath and they're all giggling and having the a good siblings time just sitting there like yeah. whatever <laughs> like also that makes chunks of hair <laughs> and then that also makes a lot of sense now why later on one of them was charged with like second degree yep. murder because i was like 
yo, they could have just been driving a fucking car. Like, nope. now it makes sense. Now, okay. I'm <laughs> they seeing, don't just I'm, do simple things like drive a car. Um, it's piecing things together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, Allison, uh, according to Weiss, Allison had a bruise on her face. I asked them if they were okay, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're fine. We're just watching a movie. Yeah, we were just playing, you know, Scrabble or something, <laughs> Scrabble. and it just got really intense. Boggle got out of hand, and sometimes that happens in the best yeah. of families, okay? Yeah, you get it. Uh, meanwhile, all around them, it's total destruction. They seem to not know they wanted to kill each other just minutes earlier. Like, wild. Wild, yeah. So uh, Weiss also told the Palm Beach Post that he nearly crashed his car in 2001 when the twins threw a tantrum while he was behind the wheel because he refused their pleas to stop for another glass of wine. Oh. <laughs> so hmm. this behavior was often dismissed as just like, oh, they're just siblings. They're just twins. They're just kind of like ruffling each other's feathers and they always make up afterwards so it was often dismissed even though it was like like you said extremely toxic yeah because of their lifestyle and success and clearly all the drama they attracted their spiritual advisor leslie said hey i have a good idea why don't you join a reality tv show (laughs) wow okay hmm for a spiritual advisor he's pretty savvy I have to say. You know, I will say I when I first moved out to L.A. and I was like, what the hell am I going to do with like a psych degree? My first thought is I wanted to be one of the people who like vets people <gasps> for reality shows because that would be a quite a cool job because you do have to go through a process where they have to make sure that you're like mentally stable enough to handle. Yeah, it. like healthy enough. Yeah. I thought that was like such a cool gig. I thought that was going to be like my forever job where I was going to like just talk to people and like give them the green light or not on whether or not they could even audition and then go to happy hour and tell everybody like guess what i yeah. heard today <laughs> anyway that's i i'm curious to see what the person whose job it was and met them if maybe i guess they were like oh yeah you can go and like just didn't really care i don't know i just know that that's part of the process of getting onto a reality show a lot of the times and so i wonder if they played a cool or not with that person i don't know because they said yes uh (laughs) and the studio said or the producer said they got producers attached to the idea and then the producers pushed them to rent a bigger space for a new studio and then the series fell through so it didn't even happen but because they had been pushed to buy a new studio they were suddenly three hundred thousand dollars in debt uh so Yikes. they had to quickly close their businesses in 2014 and they fled to utah supposedly leaving some of their employees unpaid and changing their names to alexandria and anastasia <laughs> i see and that's where the name change comes in yes okay. and now they, they were claim like running <laughs> yeah but they claim that they changed their names not because they were hiding but because they were looking to publish some books and they were being harassed by strangers in utah and it's like, what? that's a, a weird excuse. And they yeah. changed their last name from Dad out to Duval, by the way. So it's Alexander and Anastasia Duval. Okay. Uh, so they claimed it was had nothing to do with uh, hiding from people. But it's like, mm, you abandoned your post and changed your names and moved to Utah. I don't know. Yeah, sounds fishy. Like to me. Sounds yeah. fishy. So fun fact, in their new yoga studio in Utah, uh, they were trying to launch something called Doga, which was yoga for dogs. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> I know. I was like, actually, I'm kind of on board, board with that. Uh, however, they didn't learn anything from their Florida experience because suddenly they were having more run-ins with the law. A vehicle homicide investigator named Larry B. Craft uh, later commented on how one occasion the twins were kicked out of a restaurant for allegedly drinking too much, fighting with each other, and threatening to have the mafia kill the owner. 
of oh the my god <laughs> which is like Whoa. the utah mafia that you know so well after just moving there yeah like okay who are these fucking people to be like <laughs> i know someone available right now ready to kill in He's this town to i just moved to yeah okay. <laughs> in utah and also like uh, if you're trying to keep a low profile this ain't it girl no like, no you're not doing a good job <laughs> this it didn't work. is not it in another incident in Utah, police said the twins fought with each other, including pull, pulling each other's hair out after the car slid off the road into a ditch. Uh, when later confronted about what happened in Utah, Alexandria commented, I don't know. I don't think that's true. So, uh-huh. woo. I, so we're just like very much ignoring like some some real signs that you need help. Yeah, either ignoring it or like blacking it out. I'm not sure. Like, because they were also drinking. So it's like, who knows? Oh, right, right. If but like, was... they didn't wake up the next day with like a bald patch and be like, where'd that come from? Or like, well, why I feel do like I. That was such a part of their uh, normal behavior with each other anyway. I guess so. Yeah. A lot you of people gave me like just. bald patch. <laughs> just wake up with bruises and shit and they're like, I have no idea where it came from. So. Oops. Yep. Well, that wasn't all because Oxygen reports they were also involved in a non fatal traffic accident. Where Alexandria was driving, lost control of the car, and when police responded, the two girls were still fighting. Um, And then Alexandria was arrested then and there for driving under the influence. Then they decided, Utah, we've seen enough. We've had enough. We're moving to Hawaii. So that was their stint in Utah. Seems quick. And then in December 2015, (laughs) they decided they would go to a more spiritual place, and they moved to Maui. Okay. So. Okay. You know. They're very spiritual folks. Well, I mean, they had yoga and dog yoga, so they've proven themselves. (laughs) So according to In Touch Weekly, as soon as they moved to Maui in search of spiritual enlightenment, they were soon arrested for disorderly conduct and terroristic threatening. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Get it together, folks. What is happening? I don't know. Say that again. Something in terroristic... (laughs) terroristic okay what it's my favorite sentence according to in touch weekly as soon as they moved to maui in search of spiritual enlightenment they were soon arrested for disorderly conduct conduct and terroristic threatening so just like the exact opposite of like peaceful spiritualism what they're while seeking, we're at it like quote unquote mm-hmm. <laughs> wow they're desperate for something i don't think they're, they're gonna mess. get they're wow mess. Okay. Anastasia's boyfriend of about a month, Federico Bailey, testified that booze changed them. Wine seemed to fuel their fights. Bailey claimed the twins who have been described as so close that they not only finished each other's sentences, but felt comfortable showering together and wearing each other's clothes, brawled quite often every two or three days. They punched each other. That's according to In Touch Weekly. I feel like they're punching each other a lot. Like, I'm saying, whoa, like, I'm surprised anymore. And really, they are very physically violent with each other. It seems that way. It seems that way. Yeah, they're very abusive toward each other, which is scary. Federico Bailey did affirm, though, that they were great people when they were sober, but the minute they started drinking, they were like Jekyll and Hyde. Uh Yikes. So on the day of the fatal crash over the cliff, you recall, you recall, I, I recall, I recall, do <laughs> the they sisters... recall? Cause they seem to be not recalling no. a lot of shit. No, the sisters were fighting as well. Uh, oh. and we know this because witnesses spotted them as Alexandria was driving her sister down the Hana highway. They all noticed how Anastasia was violently grabbing her sister's hair as Alexandria drove the car. Wow. Anastasia was grabbing her hair. And Lawrence Lau, a local, said, my first thought when she was coming past us was, don't hit me, don't hit me, because she was slightly out of control. She was doing 40 miles an hour from a dead stop at that point. I saw a pair of hands jerking her head, pulling her hair. Her head was jerking. So, Uh like, they were violently fighting as she drove. And suddenly, 
In the blink of an eye, the car launched off the side of the cliff and plummeted 200 feet below. Oof. Wow. Maui police officer Ian Custer, who was one of the first on the scene, later commented, maybe 10 feet more to the right and it would have been in the water. So they <gasps> landed on the land, um, but they could have 10 feet to the right would have been into the ocean. And is that, I don't know if this means anything, but does is that implying that like they would have survived or because i feel like if you still hit the water assuming that means i thought it meant both of them would have died but i don't know like i I assume it would be worse because they could have drowned because when they were at the bottom and they were rescued or you know the one was rescued she was still alive but i don't know if that would have happened if the car sunk into the ocean i don't know okay but you're right. I, I actually have no clue if it's better or worse to hit the ocean than the ground. I imagine if you're falling that fast into from something that heavy into yeah. the water, you're you're still hitting pavement, basically. You're still hitting solid, basically. I feel, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It doesn't sound like an easier descent. Uh, yeah. It sounds all bad. All very bad. It all sounds bad. So... As mentioned before, Anastasia, who was in the passenger seat, was pronounced dead at the scene. Alexandria was airlifted to the Maui Memorial Medical Center, where she was hospitalized with severe injuries. Um, mm. It also didn't help that her blood alcohol content was three times the legal limit. <gasps> um, Holy shit. So she was very intoxicated while she was driving. And that's according to Medium, an article on Medium. Um, in the hospital, she was visited by police officer Justin Maliola, and he revealed to True Crime Daily... Quote, she didn't really want to say much to us at the hospital. She remained pretty defensive on questions. Her her initial reaction to us coming was, why are we there? She seemed pretty disconnected from the whole scenario. We ended up having to tell her what happened to her sister because she refused to answer any more questions from us. I remember her just having a real blank look on her face. It was actually pretty bizarre from the normal. Her face, just a blank stare. That's weird. I mean... It's but also, not, ju- not judging that, you know, people grieve differently or handle right. shock differently. But I kind of, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe I'm, like, overstepping here. But are, is she, is she going to get a diagnosis at some point? Like, because the the amount that she's just, like, either forgetting or, like, completely dissociating away from or, like, removing herself from the narrative yeah. is, like, kind of jarring. Yeah, I don't, not that we know of. Not that wow. it's written anywhere. So I mean... I this part I understand because like PhD and you could tell us <laughs> <laughs> you and my mother both say that um, <laughs> no not when she's in the limo on the way to our live show in DC that she booked that was the one time she was fine with me not having gone for the <laughs> when PhD. she booked her own limo for your cul-de-sac and didn't invite me <laughs> no, by the we way weren't invited <laughs> I didn't even I found out after she got the limo and she the also most- had a a keg of vodka yeah she brought solo cups to the show to our live show good times she's a mess i miss no i mean i do understand if she fell like and hit her head during this crash that she would have some memory loss but i feel like the recurring theme i feel like every five minutes you're saying like oh something like really brutal is happening and she's just like smiling around like she's like what do you mean yeah yeah totally right i feel like a lot of this violence is just ends with like what are you talking about? Everything's fine. It's like, yeah, uh... to a point where like, I mean, I've heard it enough times as a stranger. If I were her friend, I'd be like, yo, are you okay? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? Like, I'm scared to get in a car with you, let alone like yeah. in your presence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, apparently, according to Maliola, um, the, the detective, what was even more bizarre is that when he talked to the twins father, his first words were. If anyone should have died, it was that bitch Alexandria. (gasps) 
Whoa, are you serious? Yeah. That's so, not a cute look. Not a cute look to say to the police after your daughter is killed and one's in the hospital. Yikes. I would have just arrested him on the spot. Been like, and like, you are, yeah, causing like, trouble. This sounds not good. This sounds no. like, no, 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 no. This might be the origin of some problems, I think, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, bingo. So, and Alexandria was the one who survived. Uh, who survived so when he says if anyone should have died it was her like it's the one who survived which is like what the fuck wow. who says that about their child like be grateful like one of your kids is yeah. alive right now oh my god yeah you'd think wow. so and so in thinking about how alexandria didn't die in this fatal fall maui accident investigator sergeant lawrence Beecraft went back to the crash scene with crime watch daily and i've i've told you about crime watch daily before but this is the show uh that Chris Hansen hosts. Mm-hmm. It's like the true crime show that I sometimes watch on YouTube that Chris Hansen hosts, and it's just like a fun little crossover because I know you love Chris Hansen. I was gonna, I was about to interrupt you and say like, oh, don't talk to me about like going on oh, YouTube and watching Chris Hansen. I know all the time. that's why I always I bring it up. <laughs> that man, I love Chris Hansen. I know you do. Um, <sighs> so he hosts the show, and it's always very fun and cheesy. Um, but so they went back to so this investigator this crime scene investigator goes back to the crash scene Mm -hmm. and he explains the reason why she survived is that she's in a compartment she's behind the steering wheel the airbag deploys it keeps her in the seat anastasia was not contained in that her area was bigger she also had an airbag in front of her side curtain airbags and airbags coming out from the seat she was bouncing around in that area um, and in Ugh. his point of view, this was intentional. There was no Ugh. luck involved. This was not an accident. This was not a traffic crash. This was a criminal act. Wow. So he is going out and saying, no, she did this on purpose. <laughs> okay. She launched herself off a cliff knowing that she would survive? I, I don't know. That's that's a lot of confidence. Seems that's bold, a lot of, right? It's a really risky choice. Of like, that's what I thought. Maybe I'll make it. Maybe not. <laughs> like. However, according, yeah, exactly, like a risky choice on her. Yeah, exactly. Um, But according to The Guardian, computer data revealed that Alexandria had accelerated and made a hard turn off the cliff, which led cops to believe it was an attempted murder-suicide. Whoa. So they decided, we think, that Alexandria went off the cliff knowing both of them would be killed. (gasps) And since she survived, that it would still be a crime because you were murdering the other person, if that Uh makes sense. Yep. yep. So yep, even yep. if she didn't know she would survive, she did survive and she killed her sister. So that's kind of where they stand. Oh. So with this in mind, on June 3rd, 2016, while Alexandria was at the Seaside Hotel in Maui, she was arrested and held without bail for second degree murder. Authorities had become suspicious of her because as soon as she had left the hospital, she tried to book flights out of Hawaii and back to the mainland. And they were like, mm, let's keep her here. <laughs> like, mm. I think you need to just take a, just stay at home for a day or I think two. Maybe just, just sit down for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, months later, oh no, sorry, five days later she was released, and then months later in October, a grand jury indicted her, and she was brought back. She was in Albany, New York, at this point. She was brought all the way back to Hawaii and held on three million dollar bail, and uh, she faced trial in January of 2018 for the second degree murder of her sister Anastasia, and this was in 2018. And ABC News reported that prosecutors have argued that Alexandria intentionally drove the car over a cliff, citing evidence they claim shows she did not apply the brakes, but rather accelerated while driving on the narrow winding road, allegedly taking a sharp turn toward a 200-foot drop. 
So they're basically saying, like, based on tire tracks and all this business, you can tell that she sped up the car. She was approaching the cliff. Interesting. That I the the education that goes into learning all that tiny little stuff is so fascinating right? to me. Like, and the fact I that like people can figure that out based on like tire it's wild. tracks and stuff. I I wish there was like a. You would think with all the like craze of like true crime, someone would have opened up like a school of like learn all the fun little things. You know. <laughs> learn all the fun little things well maybe they exist but they're not called that I don't yeah know. maybe they're called like detective school or maybe something Maybe they're called like university <laughs> I, like, I don't know i mean like i i don't know i i think of like if there was someone out there who was offering a class to like people who even if they didn't plan on going into that profession but just like wanted to learn the skill set of like how to investigate like i yeah. don't that would it would sell i'm just I saying assume, it would sell because i've read a lot of people say they've changed their majors or gone back to school for forensics i think it is a pretty common thing i think it's a growing field from what i can tell anecdotally speaking from comments and reddit and stuff it seems like forensics is like a very a rapidly expanding field because it's so popular yeah but who knows? Let me know, folks, if you're studying forensics or all the little fun things that Anna I know. About. Well, well, I, I know. Uh, to be fair, I know a university <laughs> like classes are like valid, but I'm thinking more if there was like a like um like an adult summer camp or something, but it was just like forensics camp or like you know it's Ooh. not like not necessarily something you're not totally looking into actually being a detective or anything, but this is just your niche interests and you can go like solve a crime, but learn all these things first. You know, I think that'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, I think it'd be fun. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure someone with a... That this certificate you get at the end of summer camp does not mean you can go to crime scenes. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, you just basically like took a crash course for purely like, novelty sake or for something. entertainment purposes only yeah. yeah i don't know i if it if that place existed you and i would have definitely bought tickets to it oh, by now i think absolutely so, uh, just like ghost hunting like if people don't totally want to always be a ghost hunter but if there was a place or a camp where you could just like go play with equipment and learn the science behind it people would do it i think so. yeah absolutely all right anyway. well we can sorry all this all the cool little things can summer camp okay we'll call it and that's why we summer and that's why we summer in the Hamptons. <laughs> not uh, <laughs> with our duct tape wallets. Uh, yeah, classy. That's the AF. that's the elective. That's the elective. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the people who can't pass into like the advanced courses. <laughs> they just have to take duct tape wallet class, or do like that thing with like all the plastic string and you make the lanyards. <gasps> you know, macrame. <laughs> It'd be a fun time. That's an actual summer camp, though. Like, I think that's I know. what actual summer Wait, camp Like, the elective, is. the random additional class would be like, okay, we've been learning a lot. This is your recess. We'll do actual summer camps. We'll do now. some, we'll do arts and crafts for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they're saying, I don't even know where the hell I was. Oh, I'm she's, so sorry. No, no, it's not you. I, I, I'm sure I derailed. They're facing, oh, so they looked at the tra- tire tracks and stuff and said she clearly accelerated off the cliff and took a sharp turn. I did. Yikes. So she went off the 200-foot drop, intentionally is what they're saying. And in terms of motive, Maui Police Detective Sergeant Gordon Sagoon Jr. commented, I believe that Alexandria did not want to lose her sister Anastasia because the plan was that Anastasia and her boyfriend Federico were going to move 
start a business on another island, and I believe Alexandria did not want that to happen, that she was not going to lose her sister to anybody, and she potentially drove off that cliff to stop that. Wow. So that's the motive that they're arguing, that the police are arguing. Wow. um, Was why she drove them both off a cliff, which is like, wowza. That's, that's, okay. I mean, I guess, I... It's pretty dark, yeah. And also, I guess it kind of goes with the how heated their arguments have been. Like, it would make sense that they also have, like, a really, like, odd attachment to each other or yeah. some sort of, like, heightened protection of, like, you can't do anything without me kind of stuff. I mean, they showered together, like, regularly as, like, They went on dates together. 30-some-year-olds, yeah. Yeah, they might, one of them might have been, they might have been a little possessive of each other. Yeah, I it think. seems like an unhealthy attachment. Again, mm-hmm. this is novelty speaking. I don't have the degree. I have the summer camp degree of, suck <laughs> summer camp degree, but it seems unhealthy to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> So that was the motive they were arguing. Alexander's defense attorney, Bernie Bervar, insisted that it was just a tragic accident. With testimony from plenty of witnesses, it was very clear that the twins had been seen arguing in the car moments before they sped off the cliff. Uh, Like I said, witnesses saw Anastasia pulling Alexandria's hair, which led to Alexandria losing control of the car. And there was Mm. evidence to support this claim because a clump of Alexandria's hair was found in Anastasia's hands. Oh, she's killed. That'll do it. Isn't that horrifying? That's really awful. Ugh. So, like, she literally still had, like, clumps of her hair in her hand when she died. Um, So, that proved that she was ripping her hair out uh, while she drove. So, another person who took the stand was Anastasia's boyfriend, Frederico, who himself is, like, a really weird character, which at this point, not surprising, I guess, but. Um, apparently they met, he and Anastasia met 35 days before she died. And strangely, after Anastasia's death, he lived in her Porsche until police took the vehicle. Like he just moved in to the car. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it was an SUV or like a two seater, but it doesn't seem. But he just moved in. He just lived in it. Um, okay. Why not? How long? Do we know that? You know what? I don't know. It just says until police took over control of the vehicle. So I don't know how long that was. Because that could have been like a weekend or it could have been like a while. (laughs) You know? Half a year. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure. I assume it was longer than a weekend. It seems like things always go very slow in these processes, but I don't know how long. Okay. According to ABC News, when asked what he did for a living, Bailey said he was a minister and is his own church and depends on Jesus Christ to provide for him so he doesn't have to earn money. Uh, hmm. So that's why he lived in the Porsche. Hmm. Uh, he okay. also said he had previously been living in his Jeep, so I guess the Porsche was an upgrade. And when they met him, the sisters, invi- or Anastasia, invited him to come live with her and her sister and because he was living in his Jeep at the time. So during the trial, Bailey, a.k.a. Frederico, brought up how seven days prior to the death, Alexandria, who's the driver, mm-hmm. and not his girlfriend, his girlfriend's sister, Alexandria informed me that she was going to kill her sister. And then she said it again, but she said it in a different way. She said, I killed my sister as though it had already happened. Oh, like a week in advance. Yeah. So it's is it bizarre. almost planted that like... Like she was already dead and put her in the car and then tried to drive her off the cliff. No, like she was alive. Like they were still like he was still dating the other one. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, that tracks. Yeah, so Uh, she she just said it even though it wasn't true. She said, "I killed my sister as though it had already happened." When asked why would she want to kill her sister, 
Bailey responded, well, she didn't really say why she wanted to kill her. When asked if he had any suspicions as to why, he responded, well, there was a lot of jealousy there between the two of them. Even though they were listed as identical twins, they didn't see themselves as identical twins, and they actually resented the idea. But according to, which is like, okay, but according to Bailey, he claims to have also heard Alexandria saying to Anastasia, don't forget, we're leaving the planet on the 30th. Okay. So... And I want to okay. just add that the, the the car crash was on the 29th. So okay. I don't know if perhaps it just happened a day early because she got fed up and drove off the edge of the cliff thinking like, well, we might as well do it now. Because according uh-huh. to Frederico, he believed that was evidence they were planning on suicide. Um, uh-huh. Like yep. double suicide. So... Yep. Who knows? When I went and looked up the timeline, I was like, well, the car crash happened on the 29th, the day before the 30th, so it's weird timing to me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I really can't wrap my head around. I know. It's so bizarre. It's a lot, and it's so bizarre. I don't really know. But I'm I'm feeling think. more and more affirmed in the fact that, like, they needed some, like, psychological mm-hmm. help. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I mean, I don't disagree with you there. So that was, shockingly, not the only odd behavior that Federico slash Bailey had spotted. Uh, After Anastasia's death, while Alexandria was at the hospital, she apparently put on her dead sister's dress and started flirting and cuddling him. Uh, Oh. Oh. What? Wait, (laughs) what? That's what he said. Okay. Uh, Okay. He told the New York Post, she began cuddling up on me. It seemed like she was flirting with me. She sat down beside me really close and laid her head on my shoulder. She put on Anastasia's clothes. I started talking to her about what happened. She avoided answering any of my questions. When I saw her in Anastasia's dress, it was disturbing. Anastasia had just worn that a few nights earlier. But at the same time, like, they already did wear each other's clothes all the time. Sure. So it's like... It's the flirting with the boyfriend that is a little odd. Yeah. And to be fair, that was his statement to the New York Post. I don't know... Sure. What he can... What constitutes flirting. Like, maybe she just wanted a hug. I don't know. But... I don't know. Yeah, he said it was weird, so I guess I'll trust him. Okay. And back to the trial, Alexandria was found not guilty of second-degree murder. Fun fact. Not guilty. Okay. So, she was not found guilty. Was there a reason? Like, uh... well, the judge agreed that Anastasia had caused the accident by attacking Alexandria in the car. Okay. So basically, the argument was. Alexandria may not have driven off that cliff if Anastasia hadn't been ripping out her hair and attacking her while she was driving. Okay. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's a fair argument. Yeah. That makes sense. I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a weird story. I'm sorry. It is weird. It's all over it's the place. It's so weird. Um, Alexandria first spoke about what happened publicly on an episode of Dr. Phil. It's always Dr. Phil. Oh, it's always DP. (sighs) Trying to remember what had happened on the day of her sister's death, she said, It's really hard for me to put it completely together, but I do remember my sister and I were driving around. I've played it so many times in my mind, having that wheel go out, hitting the dirt berm, going over. I I don't know why I'm here, that I survived. What happened that day? An accident happened. She also says she just remembers being airlifted, and she didn't learn of Anastasia's death until she was in the hospital. And during that same interview, Dr. Phil also grilled her about the details of her and her sister's kind of sketchy past Mm -hmm. and like, you know, filing for bankruptcy in Florida, changing their names, 
keep being arrested in Utah. Yeah. But Alexandria... All of it. All of it. There's a lot. (laughs) All of it. But Alexandria blamed the bankruptcy on one negative thing that had been said on social media about their yoga studio. And she said... That's why our yoga studio failed, because somebody posted something mean about us on the internet, and it was like... okay. I don't think that's right, but... People say mean things about us all the time on the internet, (laughs) so, like, should we change our names and move to Utah? I mean, I'm I'm not, like, above it. (laughs) 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 I'll be Christopolis, you be Emothy, and nobody (laughs) will ever know. (laughs) Nobody will figure it out even for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Alexandra Duvall has always maintained her innocence, although many have doubted it. There isn't much to say about where she is now because she's kept a really low profile. Can't really blame her. Um, in 2016, however, the older sister, Amy, the one that we haven't talked about, was on probation for assaulting their father, who uses a wheelchair in his apartment in Palm Beach Shores, Florida. And according to John, the father, who was 67, she came to the house intoxicated and started verbally abusing me, saying she would never leave the house until I gave her $100,000. Wow. I don't know. Okay. It's just so odd. It, all these. It definitely sounds like it's not just the twins, then. It's like a whole it family seems to be, yeah, and the Yeah, and the father, this is the father who said... That bitch Alexandria should have died, not the other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, none of them sound like they love themselves. Doesn't seem like a happy family in any way. Yeah. Um. So, uh, in an update about Maui itself, they have now erected a concrete barrier along that cliff. So, oh well, you know, probably for the best. Probably the only like really good thing to come out of this story. But that's the very odd story of the Maui yoga twins case. I feel like I need to sneeze and it's just not going to come. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm stuck in this weird space of I wanted closure and I didn't get it. Mm-mm. I know. At least it wasn't bizarre. as, at least it was bizarre. At least it wasn't as dark as some of your others, mm-hmm. but certainly bizarre. I usually I like to even like play like the theory game and like try to solve the crack the case myself. I don't really know where to go know, from it there. It just, just sounds gives like me a headache, honestly. It just sounds like a really unstable family that needed help and didn't get it. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And the fact about the driving over the edge of the car still doesn't answer it to me because it's like maybe they were planning to die by suicide the next yeah. day. Maybe it was an accident because her hair was being ripped out of her head. I don't know, but it was clearly born out of something very I mean, toxic. Yeah. Or even, like, I would argue that maybe, like, the hair ripped out of the head might have been, like, just panic from falling. Like, your instinct is to grab something. Well, remember that guy saw them driving and said that the one sister was pulling her head back by her hair. Right. So they had had witnesses who actually saw her hair being pulled as they drove. Wow. I don't know, then. Yeah. It's all pretty bad. It's just kind of a bummer, you know? It is. Wow. Well, that's that. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where to go from there. Oh, I do. I'll tell you how big my baby is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me put down my cup. Let's see. Okay, you'll like this. The plate of spaghetti from Lady and the Tramp. Oh, isn't that cute? Sweet. I like that. I like it, and I. But I'm also like, 
I'm not vibing with the fact that whatever this app is, is really guesstimating sizes. Because, like, like nobody like, knows. Well, it's just a normal plate of pasta. Or know, is it different? It cracks me up because it's so specific. And it's like, you couldn't possibly know from an animated film <laughs> about two dogs how big that plate of spaghetti was like, between them. It just seems like, what a strange. Did you, did you talk to the prop master on set? No, because there was no prop master on set. Cartoon. It was an animator. <laughs> That's a good it's like, point. It's like what's it's just so it's a bowl of pasta. Like why'd we have to make it about Lady in the Trap? Because it's funner that way. Come but on. But then it makes me think like maybe I was unaware this whole time that Lady in the Tramp is known to have like a bigger plate of pasta than the average person. <laughs> is it like what about like ratatouille? Okay. Could ratatouille? You know it says what? eighteen inches. Okay, an Thank eighteen you. inch bowl of pasta. And then that makes me question, like, am I am I not eating enough? You're not pasta? even eating because, enough. Like, We're, none of us are eating enough sp- spaghetti. Is what I'm learning from this. Because now I need to go find like an 18 inch dish and really go oh, to town fact, on some pasta. Uh, I finished that cake before we started recording. It's empty now. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> no comment. The Just... plate is empty. I was like, fuck it. So I, you know. <laughs> When you make a plan, God laughs, as they say. (laughs) And when I became friends with you, I had a plan that one day when you got pregnant and finally had the level of hunger that I do on a regular basis, we would finally live in merriment. It's tragic. It's tragic that we're so And then you said, I'm going to move across the country. And I went, oh, my dreams are shattered. Okay. But then the universe said, also, we're going to release a virus into the population that prevents everybody from hanging out. So, to be fair, think of all the sandwiches we could have know. eaten, Christine. You have to maybe, get pregnant again. Again, maybe no, thank you. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's uh maybe it's just too dangerous like the world knew. This is just too much. The world knew. Maybe it was our guardian angels room. being like don't even fucking think like, about it. Talk about going bankrupt. Our postmates bills would have been like <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> Every time you would have been like cheesecake or brownies and i would have been like god los dos like i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) we would have been a disaster it would have been like i would have tried to expense we would try to expense everything and it would have just been cheesecake and it would have been a disaster oh i want to add one more because there's also 80s and 90s nostalgia uh so Mm -hmm. on that app or on that section uh the baby's a size now you're gonna hate this a moderately successful game of jenga what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it means it's not the full tower. It's like you're like halfway through playing. For someone who's like <laughs> obsessed with semantics and shit and like little details. But that's and why like, it cracks me up because it's so absurd. It's like a moderately. <laughs> and so, but like still the full set of Jenga. Yeah. Like still no, no, the length like, of Jenga. Have, you've pulled out a lot of the pieces, you know. Yeah. But the point of Jenga is to keep it the same height. Oh, the whole time. I guess that's fair. So even if it's moderately, wait, you know what? You're completely right. It's literally the same height no matter wait, what. There's just hysterical. holes in your baby. What does that mean? Maybe it's really pointy, which makes sense because I really can't breathe very well. So it could. Just it's be that sharp. one one little toe that's tickling you. Stop <laughs> the very doing top. that. <laughs> Sicko. It's the a moderate. It's uh, it's like probably. I feel like I am how my parents felt when I showed them Cards Against Humanity for the first time, and they're like. Why is that so specific and why does it just fill me with rage? I think like, that's why it makes me laugh so much is because I'm like, it's so stupid. Like, whoever wrote this clearly knew what they were doing. And I think it's brilliant. <laughs> it, you piss off a pregnant person, except I'm not You're the not pregnant the person. Pregnant 
<laughs> okay, but if I were the pregnant person and that was the app I was using, deleted immediately. Okay, to I be fair, like, I use like 85 is- different apps, but this is my favorite one. Um, okay. But see, the other thing is like the fruit gets so annoying because every app is like, like this week it's a pineapple. And then the, I was like, but two weeks ago, the other app said it was a pineapple. Like it, that doesn't help me Ooh. any because fruit is also different sizes. So. Right. But like the animated bowl of spaghetti totally does it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Because at least I get it. that's a very specific thing that changes every week. I don't need to like be like two weeks ago it was an avocado and now it's another avocado. Maybe it, it only exists that app though because it has no other frame of reference. There's no other app saying that it's it was a, it was pasta that's last exactly week. Exactly right. It's 80s 90s nostalgia very specific genre that nobody else is trying to copy. Um, when were you a bottle of wine? What was that about? Oh yeah, that was on my bump app yesterday. It said fun fact or daily fact, the baby is as tall as a bottle of wine. I posted that on Instagram and tagged M, obviously. Uh, Amazing. I was like, well, that is something I can gauge. That's something I can mm-hmm. relate to. So. <laughs> You're like, I have held a bottle of wine many times. <laughs> yeah, that I can get a grasp in my mind of how large and how hefty and how much it's hurting me inside. Well, uh, anyway, perfect. Fun well, fact. I hope you go enjoy your baby full of holes or My whatever the, the Jenga thing. <laughs> moderately enjoyed game of Jenga. And uh, I guess is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. I'm going to go search PBT now and just feel jealous of all the kids that get to go. I'm going to send you a picture of my shopping. office chair because I bought that. No, my desk. I bought that off PBT. It's a teenage desk. Oh, my God. But it was expensive as hell. And I was like, well, it's a nice desk. I don't know. You know, I'm a sucker for a backpack. I'll probably just go buy one right now. So. Oh, yeah. With your monogram on it. Oh, ah! okay. And that's why we drink. <laughs> In a fast paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.